0: Welcome to Mining Now. I'm your host, Jared Downey. Joining me today on the show is Craig Tinklenberg. He is the sales and safety at Fuller Brothers. Uh, We're going to have a lot to cover. Fuller Brothers, I'll give you the quick snapshot, Um, they are producing tire additive products, Um, but he is going to walk us through... The not just not just the the product line, but different applications. There's going to be videos showing where um, where the different spot the the, basically the pain points that they're they're uh, solving. Lots to cover, but before we do that, I'm going to hand it over to Gaudi Molina for our sponsors.
1: Alrighty, so today we have Cal Tire Mining Tire Group. Whatever your goals, reducing costs, improving uptime or fulfilling sustainability commitments, Cal Tires Mining Tire Group has proven solutions to help you reach your targets. With proactive planning, tire management, innovation and highly trained team members at Cal Tire, they believe you can expect more at every stage of a tire's life. To learn more, please visit caltiremining.com or email them at info at we also have Savonar Equipment. Savonar Equipment supplies new and used mining equipment around the world from plaster to underground to ore processing plants. They have gold concentrating tables, trommels and mineral jigs in stock now to take advantage of the high gold prices. You can visit them at savanaiequipment.com where you will find more equipment every day. Next up, we also have the Bucket Shop. The Bucket Shop provides wear solutions for all mining bucket applications that extend life cycles of three to four times. They help clients improve productivity and reduce operating costs by providing innovative options, including their five piece cast lip system, uh, cast heel shrouds and mechanical two and five piece buckets with optional disposable front ends. Beyond Buckets, they provide truck box assemblies and liners, custom builds, undercarriage systems, ground engaging tools, and abrasive blasting and painting. Begin your savings today and visit them at thebucketshop.ca. Next up, we also have PowerZone. When you need a specialized team of world-class engineers for your oil and gas pipelines, dewatering, or any fluid handling needs, you want to visit PowerZone.com. In addition to their inventory of rebuilt pumps, motors, engines, they also have an amazing team to design and engineer your systems, no matter the challenge, no matter the location. Get in the zone with PowerZone. Visit them at PowerZone.com. And last but not least, we have CIM. CIM is a leading membership organization for technical content and creating connections in the mining industry. Mining professionals and students can access a breadth of technical expertise through the CIM Technical Paper Library, the OneMine Digital Repository, the CIM Journal, the CIM Magazine, and also attend upcoming CIM webinars. Whether you're working in the field, in the office, or at home, join the community today and learn how they can help you achieve your professional goals. Visit them at CIM.org.
0: Okay, Craig, welcome to the show. Um, Good to have you on. Good to talk about Fuller Brothers. Uh, Let's give a little bit of background. I see you've got a couple product lines behind you. Obviously, Tire Life uh, is the one that we're going to be focused on, but can you give us a little snapshot about who Fuller Brothers is?
2: Yeah, sure. Thanks, Jared. Thank you for having me on. It's good to have you. Um, Thank you. So Fuller Brothers is a company that started in 1962 in Oregon. Uh, Clackamas, Oregon, John Fuller uh, was a tire man, owned his own tire shops, and was retre- a retreader. Mm. So he wished to um, find a way to preserve the the asset so that he had a viable carcass for retreading. Because mm. uh, if he's not retreading the tires, he's not making money. Uh, so he experimented and he played around. With, uh, with different uh, formulations and so forth. And, and it took a, took a little while, had a few failures. Um, Tim Fuller now owns the company, that's John's son. And uh, Tim finally recalls a story of how he was, as a family and a young boy, uh, rushed out of the family kitchen because dad, John, was unsure what was going to happen to the formula on the stove.
0: Oh, boy. So, okay. so
2: pr- pretty interesting. Uh, but he came up with, uh, with a product as we now know it uh, called Tire Life. And it's a, a light viscosity uh, tire additive that uh, goes inside the, the tire. You know, if this is the tire, the tire life is meant to, to be inside the air chamber uh, and it protects uh, the rubber and it protects the steel or aluminum depending on, on which wheel the tire's mounted on. Uh, they also produce, Fuller Brothers also produces uh, some, some tire sealer products. Uh, over my shoulder is, is the pail for the PSF Plus. Uh, that's our premium top of the line tire sealer with uh, applications in, you know, like garbage refuse fleets going into um, landfills. Uh, farmers uh, use our products quite regularly in the in the uh, uh, barnyard, running their their skid steers and their and their backhoes and that kind of thing. Uh, we also have uh, another sealer product called PSF, that is a also a good premium sealer. The difference between the two PSF has more of the 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 uh, ingredients, uh, the fibers and the rubber, uh, so it'll. Uh, handle a larger puncture, uh, and it'll also handle uh, the speed and heat of a a commercial application. We also have two very good um, bead lubrication products. Uh, One's called Lubzit, which is a gel-like consistency uh, with tire life as its foundation for its formulation, uh, as well as tire cream, which uh, is a, a white, uh, cream, sort of like a, a facial cream. In fact, the ingredients for tire cream are cosmetic grade. Mm. So very, very good products. We also make a, a tire paint for the retreading industry called dripless tire paint. Uh, it's a good product to, to, uh, to use in, in a variety of different paint machinery uh, apparatus. Uh, as well as our own machine, we, we produce one called the Custom Tire Painter. Uh, it does a fantastic job. We've got machines that have been in, in, in uh, retread plants for many, many, many years that have painted millions of tires. Wow. Uh, it's, a, it's a good, uh, good product, uh, as well as um, a repair system called Omega. So for, primarily for the, the earth-moving uh, market, uh, it's, it's a portable unit. And it, uh, it's got some pretty neat technology that, uh, that we're working on that we can't, uh, can't talk about. Mm. Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty guarded, but it's, uh, we hope to debut it at the Mine Expo.
0: Oh, you're going to be going to that. That's, that's good to yeah. hear. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of people are quite excited to finally go to a, a big live event. I'm glad yeah. they're putting that on.
2: yeah yeah fuller brothers has been a part of that mine expo for many many years this this is my first time i'm pretty excited about that
0: well i think i think mine expo was really probably the first time i understood even in a remote way the magnitude of the mining industry i i really think so because when i went there i went oh (laughs) yeah yeah this world is big because i'd been to shows obviously canadian shows that are i mean they're fantastic. Um, people yeah. from all over the world. But but mine expo is just a different animal altogether. It's just wild how how the magnitude of what they have there.
2: Well, and, and of course, the big boys, the big equipment guys yeah. are gonna bring all their latest and greatest and a little bit of wow factor. Right. Yeah. Uh, but there's something to be said uh, about standing underneath, a, you know, a 400 ton haul truck yeah. inside of a building. Yeah, I was there when they had it there. Yeah. Is your perspective. Right. Yeah, it's
0: it's well, and then they let you. Uh, I forget which one it was, but you could actually go in and actually stand in the back of it, and you realize just this like it's like you could feel like you'd play a football game in there. Just, it's huge. It's so I know. massive. I know. Um, I know. So the the tire life that, and I actually didn't realize this. This this was the originally. Like, this was the flagship product. This is where it all started. Then,
2: correct, correct, absolutely, and and in its fifty nine year history. Uh, there's only been one formulation change in, in about wow. 35 years ago, and that was solely because one of the components uh, was, was uh, um, kind of shaky, I guess you could say, as far as FDA. Uh, so, an alternative was, was found, and, and that was taken care of. Uh, oh, so, this, this formulation uh, and this product in its finished form has been around for 59 years.
0: Is it um, just, just for a little bit of context, again, on the company. Now, if you, a lot of these products, like you you sent me a couple samples, they would be um, now they're using a couple different applications or a lot of different applications, right? Beca- Correct. Um, but are they working in sync or like you said about the one product line um, is primarily used with like farmers with their skid steers and things like that. Sure. Do, does a mining truck, you, you know you've got a couple of wheel loaders and on a, a mine truck beside you. I see a little semi there. yeah, they're using this product. Are they also mm-hmm. using some of the other products or when they're coming to you is that is this what they're using?
2: yeah, the tire life is what we want specifically in the mining industry uh we We do not want to seal a hole mm. uh, or or a cracked wheel. Uh, we want to uh, have tire life I help identify that, and we can. And chat about that uh, a little bit further on in the conversation, but um, anything with a multi-piece wheel, in other words, you have multiple components, uh, a, a wheelbase, flange rings, bead seat, lock ring, and an O-ring, uh, you don't want to use a sealer product there mm. because that will cause um, the servicemen a real big headache next time they uh, got to go change that tire. So, right. so tire life doesn't have the puncture sealing qualities of our PSF or PSF Plus, uh, but that's okay. We don't want that to do that. You know, when
0: I was uh, when we were actually just before uh, actually driving here to, for the interview, um, I was thinking it, it struck me the. And now you're saying about the founder uh, putting together the, you know, on the stove. And i was thinking he had to have built this for all kinds of condition. You're out of Oregon, but um, you, I, I mean, across, I mean, you're a global company. You You're shipping all over the world. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. There's so many different conditions. Um, that tires you really don't almost you almost don't think about the the world that tires live through which is yeah. basically everything the climate especially in mining anything the climate can throw at them and and underground and underground yeah <laughs> going underneath the earth so exactly just is tire life well there's you go underground like um like flammable and and those types of things what is the is it the exact same thing for um something in saudi arabia as it is underground in uh, a mine
2: in canada the only variable that we have is ambient temperature so Mm. if if uh, i live in michigan and uh um we get some pretty harsh winters not compared it pales in comparison to to others further north of us of course but uh, we get some pretty cold weather and 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 we have to have some freeze protection in the product uh, as we're storing it, or if it's sitting inside of a tire and the machine doesn't get used every day and it's negative ten. Okay, uh, there's the potential that it that it could have a, a, it could get like a slush and wouldn't be as viscous. Right, um, and it won't freeze solid, but it, it would be it'd be an issue. And then you know a couple of revolutions or even the sun warming up the tire. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll change the consistency. So we've got to be pretty, pretty in tune, um, where we're sending, which product formulation to which area.
0: Mm. So, okay. So let's, you actually sent a video through it will We'll get Gowdy to bring that up as well. Um, there is a commercial, it's a commercial truck and it's going and it's kind of neat because it goes, it kind of shows the value on each tire. I actually had a, a quick question about that, Craig, because as the video is playing, um, you can see that it goes from the, what it does for the front tire to the middle. Um, and then is it, does it do different things like on a commercial truck? Is it doing different things for different axles? Like, no, what, it, what, that video, be-
2: what, what that video is describing is the, the primary attribute for that wheel position. So, oh, so, on the, so yeah, so on the front, the tooth on the front, you know, if it's going to act as a as a uh, a balancing product, that you only got two of them, and the, the driver's holding the steering wheel the whole time, right? So he can right the tires okay. vibrating. The drive wheel positions typically are shrouded. You've got fenders over them. The wind's being blocked uh, from from the front of the truck. It's air that cools the tires, uh, and so so heat is a big thing for those tires. And the tread depths are are substantially deeper on a drive tire, you know, upwards of 32, 30 seconds compared to 18 or 19 on a steer tire Mm. and then go back to a trailer tire. And they're typically somewhere around 11 to 13, 30 seconds of tread depth. So just having that deeper tread on a drive wheel position causes more heat because of the friction of the footprint on the road. I see. And then the trailer tires, uh, the biggest thing there, uh, most commercial fleets have a ratio so, if you have hundred power units, typically they're two, two to three to one. So they may have two to three hundred trailers to go along with the hundred power units. So trailers are are uh, you know dropped places uh, yards. Uh, you know the trucking company's customers may leave the trailers there, and they don't get through a maintenance facility as regularly as the power units do. Right. So the air retention qualities of of tire life. That seals that rubber and and, and the uh, uh, and the O-rings on the valve stems and so forth. That's very huge for for a trailer tire. That's
0: that's very interesting. And going back to my question about climate. Now a, a truck is going. I mean, it might be crossing. You know, might be crossing twenty states. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what now would you default then, does it change out by season or do you default then to one of the ones that has the agent in it that will, that will basically eliminate the, the, the freezing?
2: We're, we're going to worry where the facility's shop or headquarters is at. And that's where we're going to make sure that we put the right formula for that particular geographical area. Mm,
0: I see. Um, now, now going over to the quarry side, uh, there's another video, uh, that, um, it's, it's showing, I think we've got, uh, again, we'll bring it up in a second. We've got the rigid haul trucks, wheel loaders, you know, the, the, the tire service units. Can you walk us through that a little bit? I know it's a similar component. Actually, I wanted to jump back to something, Craig, that you mentioned the, sure. the, the, the smoother ride on the, uh, I think you said that's what it gives you on the front end of the, of the semi-truck. Is that Church right?
2: Where it's most noticeable, correct. So
0: it's actually acting like, I know from like the agriculture days and you know, all the farmers on the side of the, ro- uh, of the on a field, they'd use the water on one side to keep their tire, their, <laughs> their yeah. trucks or their uh, tractors from flipping over and all that. Yeah, yeah. But in this case, it's actually, uh, can you say, I, I, probably everybody listening knows how to work, how it works I don't
2: um how does that work to to sort of smooth out the ride well uh, if we show the the truck video that would would give a, a, a kind of a visual but yeah in a nutshell what it does uh it's sort of like a pebble in a pond Jared so if you take a pebble throw it into a pond and you get you get the waves that go away from the pond right mm-hmm. so that would the the pebble would be what would what we would consider the heavy spot of the tire. So every time that the heavy spot is hitting the ground, it's creating ripples and it's pushing the product away from the heavy spot, counterbalancing it in that regard. Oh, so if, if does does that make sense?
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's actually eliminating. So, yeah. So then that, that energy is basically dispersed away rather than going up into the vehicle itself. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, uh, I see. It, it, it dampens it. Correct. So I, I know you're not tested on, on like, could, could it, you put it in a, just a standard vehicle? I know you're not tested on it. I want to be very clear to the audience. As, yeah, <laughs> do not go yeah. and start dumping it in your vehicle. But that, the, the application could, essentially, that principle stays on any type of vehicle,
2: right? Absolutely, absolutely. I've got a, a 2012 Jeep Cherokee uh, Wrangler, oh, excuse nice. me, the Wrangler Sahara. Uh, this past fall, getting ready for winter, Michigan winter, put some new tires on it. And uh, we put about 10 ounces in each tire. Mm. Um, we didn't put them on a, a conventional wheel balancer and uh, mounted them up. And, and my Jeep's probably got, I don't know, maybe ten, fifteen thousand 15,000 miles since we did that. Wow. And um, it's as smooth as glass, Jared.
0: Really? That was pretty, a great job. Pretty. T- I can't, again, we're not endorsing doing this, but I might try it. <laughs> Yeah, there you go.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I'd love to hear. I'd love to get your feedback.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think I'm going to have to. But um, now, does that work on, again, we'll, we'll bring up the video with the, with the haul trucks and that. Well, by the way, you've got some uh, really, really nice little models behind you. Uh, I'd like to get a, my hand on those um, that haul truck and then the little tire with the top light brand on the back. That's nice. Yeah,
2: yeah. That, that tire is an actual antique. Is uh, it? Back in the day, that was uh, an ashtray. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. General Tire made those. Oh wow! Yeah, you know it's it's getting harder to find.
0: Like you can, but it's it's harder to find because a lot, a lot of the stuff isn't like it's harder to find the authentic stuff now. Like there's yeah. you have to sift through so much. I think it's because yeah. of ad spend. Like when you go to look on, you know, because we wanted to find more models to put behind us than that. No, most people aren't looking, you know, they don't want to spend $500 or whatever, some crazy yeah. number. So you have to sift through so much before you find this one obscure place, in like somewhere like Michigan, someone makes <laughs> like a very specific <laughs> thing. You're like, Oh, there you are. That's what I was looking
2: for. And then you see the price tag and you buy the cheap one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the knockoff. The knockoff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, for these, for these, uh, these quarry operations and mining operations, does it have as much of an effect as well? What is the main focus of putting the product in for for these types of operations? Again, we'll bring up that video so people can see what's happening.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a new video for us, Jared, and we're pretty pretty happy with it. Um, it, it really describes uh, the operations. You know, you've got typically in a in a rock quarry, you have um, either rigid or articulated trucks. You know, the bigger quarries are going to have the the bigger uh, rigid trucks, and then the uh The loaders that that mate with that that uh, can comfortably load them for cycle times and that kind of thing uh, our product is is very well known in the mining industry across the globe um, and, you know and to the folks that that uh, uh, use our products and 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 endorse them and and talk about them on social media and that kind of thing we thank you for that uh that really means a lot to to us at fuller brothers but um you know I I got a pretty long career on the on the sales service side in the tire industry and about uh, well 16 months ago came to work for for Tim at, at Fuller Brothers my exposure to the product was uh, around 2007 um immersed in it I should say uh, I I was aware of it in the late 90s um there was a a very large uh, LTL company, LTL freight company in the United States that, um, the company who I was working for, uh, was awarded their business, their tire business. And we were dismounting the, the hundreds of, of their semi truck tires and a bag, uh, what was left of a bag and this green product was in the tires. I, I didn't know what it was, um, and, and, and was exposed to it, but didn't understand it. 2007. Uh, I, I kind of switched gears in my career from a commercial, uh, commercial tire guy uh, with the retreading and, and all of that uh, to more of the off the road. Um, in Michigan, we have some pretty large limestone quarries and, and mm. some steel mills and so forth. And I was asked to, uh, to engage with those folks and, and learn the business. Well, I was being told from the customer that we use Tire Life in our tires. Uh, so I had to get uh, kind of a fast track to understand what it does and why. Now fast forward to just a few years ago, uh, I was um, privileged in, in one sense and, and kind of kind of uh, by necessity in the other sense was out in the field helping change these big tires. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, it takes a long time to, to train a service guy uh, to, to do this work safely to understand what he's doing and why he's doing what he's doing. But anyway, I, I uh, um, learned real fast that uh, for, for the service personnel, having tire life in the tires eases their job by as much as, you know, throw a number at it, 50%. So you, if you have all these wheel components, like I described, a typical five-piece wheel assembly in uh, a limestone operation, which limestone is very harsh, um, and you've got the, the heat, the cold. Uh, it's wet, uh, all of these different things, it, rust is a big problem. Um, and it gets down in the, uh, in between those components and, it, and, it, and it, it rusts them together. And man, a service guy will push and prod and poke and pull, trying to get those components to loosen up where you can take it apart. I've seen it. I've done it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When there's tire life in those tires, that's, that's lubricated and the rust is not allowed to 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 uh, develop and so um speak kind of fondly of it uh as you're pushing uh, against the 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 tire to to loosen up the parts and and the and it and it releases you get a little poof of air and a streak of tire life would go down the 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 sidewall of the tire you knew that day your job just got a little bit easier
0: yeah i have to going back like i said i've done i used to have, uh these um lhd trucks and that um i, I fixed a few of them taking tires off and things like that so and it just now i'm a little bit bothered because i realize all that work and i remember thinking <laughs> really this is the best that they can come up with to do this yeah <laughs> well, and it's all the- quite a bit in this show So much of the problems that I had when I was doing that kind of work, (laughs) I've now found the solution. But, of course, I didn't know that when I was 18.
2: (laughs) Well, it's kind of interesting. I was looking at one of the social media uh, groups, uh, you know, just like every group in in society, the the tire changers, tire fitters, other parts of the planet, uh, have their own groups. And a young guy posted a a picture of this nasty, rusty, off-the-road wheel and as you read through the feed, uh, you, you see these guys. You got to put tire life in them. You got to put tire life in them. So the service personnel may not understand all of the attributes that and, and value that it brings to the fleet, um, but they sure do understand that their job just got a heck of a lot easier with that product in the tire.
0: Well, that's the other thing in this in this line. Um, it it must. In your line of work, it's sort of applicable to everybody at every level of the company, too, right? There's nobody. Okay. There's nobody in the chain in the command chain that doesn't want it in
2: there, right? Correct. Correct. I mean, if if you were to uh, uh, if we were to look at the individual fleet, if you will, uh, quarry owners uh, in their written standard operating procedure, they state very clearly that they want a tire liquid tire additive added to their tires. Mm-hmm. and and we hope of course that it's fuller brothers tire life uh, but but they they recognize that that small expense compared to the price of of the tire uh, in, it, in and of itself is minuscule i mean there's there's tires that that uh i was involved with personally um you know we were the the, the distributor the the uh, delivering uh dealer, if you will but but they were upwards of a hundred thousand dollars per tire yeah yeah and, and you know you put them on a loader and um you know we we saw this happen you know within a, a shift or two being eight hour shift, the tire was destroyed and and we had to change it so are there and, really people putting not putting this in like does this still happen well no, not as much as is as, uh, one would think. I mean, the the of course the big boys really understand it. You know, yeah, the big global companies, um, but there are some smaller operators that uh, that may not be aware of it. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I'm I'm in my late fifties, um, and and so you know, in, in a in a sense, I'm kind of on that 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 downward hill as far as being involved with the industry. It's guys like yourself, Jared, in that, you know, you're the next generation, right? Uh, the next generation of, of management and, and, and super supervision and so forth are coming into this industry, whether it's the mining industry, construction, tires, whatever, and, and they may know because of being around it what these products do and what they are, but they may not understand the whole why. And that's right. that was what my hope was to today, was to, uh, to kind of fill them in and give them some some idea of what we do and why.
0: You know, and just on that, the sort of the who who are your customers? Um, of course, like the mining operator is the end user, but what is the distribution setup of it, Craig? Because I was just wondering, like, do you have do you have dealers like places like? I, I mean, and and I the reason I'm thinking of this because when I'm picturing remembering working on these LHD vehicles, um, I'm I'm remembering a lot of them were going down into places like Mexico. I mean, I'd mean, i say Mexico was the primary delivery spot. Um, how are you getting your product into places in these mining operators? Some of them that are like owned out of Mexico. So maybe they're owned by a Canadian company, but an operator, the purchasing managers might be in Mexico. What is your setup for distribution for that?
2: Uh, we use the tire service distribution network. Uh, so the, the tire dealers uh, around the country, um, that are providing the the um, the service for the mine sites. Uh, I mean, there there are mine sites that have their own service personnel, of course, um, and and they typically purchase our products through one of those tire servicing dealers. Uh, so that's that's our primary model is, is to uh, support the servicing tire dealers with our products and, and necessary resources to educate or uh, make sure that they get the products to the mine sites.
0: What is the, uh, I, I we kind of got to touch ba- back on that. And I, I we've, and the reason I'm doing it is I want to bring up a couple of pictures of this as well. The, you know, we always kind of do a common challenges section, and this is really the cost of not using it um, because it, it still does happen. I know I've, I've seen equipment go out without it in there. Um, yeah. So, Uh, what, uh, bringing up some of these pictures, can you just describe what we're seeing? I've I've got a company, we've got these red lines around where the corrosion has happened, but there's a few
2: different versions of it. Um, Mm. so can you kind of walk us through it? Sure. So the ones that have the, the red lines circled around those are wheel bases that have excessive damage due to corrosion. So those, those wheels have lost material. Mm. Um, you know, as part of the second half, uh, tire being the first half of a pressure vessel, that, that's exactly what a tire is. Mm. Uh, it's a pressure vessel. So it's not the tire in the wheel, the axle, the hub, the studs, all of that, uh, that hold the load up. It's the air pressure in the tire that right. is supporting the load. doesn't matter if it's a wheelbarrow tire or if it's the largest haul truck or loader on the planet. It's the air pressure in the tire. Um, so, when you have that kind of pressure, uh, I mean, there's some, there's some tires uh, uh, like a 457, It's a very large tire at 120 PSI, has close to 2 million foot-pounds of stored kinetic energy. That will throw a 200-pound person well over a mile straight up. Wow. So, you know, when wow. you've got that kind of pressure supporting the load – um, and the wheel is compromised due to corrosion and material is actually eroded away, the integrity of that pressure vessel is minimized. And so the pictures are uh, showing the, the damage that the rust did. And, and if we were to send that wheel into a wheel manufacturer, they would gauge it and, and, and do their things to it and tell us that the wheel is, is it's no good. It's not safe, and so what Tire Life does is it prevents that that oxidation, that rusting, uh, and and ultimately degeneration of the wheel. It stops it, stops it cold. Um, we've I worked on some wheels that had had some pitting on them. Uh, the wheels had the proper amount of material there. So the wheels were safe, but they had a little pitting. And when, when tire life was was introduced into that equation, they it stopped. They, they did not progress any further.
0: So you can actually get into a scenario like what you're saying where the the corrosion has already begun, but you can stop it. So you're not you're not eliminating an asset just because you you missed the first opportunity. There there are it's sort of a second chance.
2: Correct. Correct. And, and, you know, uh, it really has to be cleaned up properly. I mean, the, the, the corrosion is like a cavity in a tooth, right? You got to get the damage out. And and so that's all got to be removed. And then the integrity of the wheel needs to be checked, uh, just to make sure that, that it is good. And then when, when tire life is introduced that, that corrosion, it, it stops, just plain stops.
0: How do you, with your distribution network, um, is and i know this is a problem if you're a if you're a distributor of something um and you're taking a manufacturer's product now if somebody an end user takes this and doesn't clean up their tire r- right now they're they're not setting it properly but you're not actually the one selling it because it's getting sold through distributed do you have to provide a lot of education do you, how do you sort of work through that with your distribution network
2: yeah so that's that's very important and we have uh, a lot of conversations with, with uh, our customer base, answering their questions uh, on the fly. But, but we also um, rolled out a revamped website uh, just a few months ago. And I encourage everybody to, to, uh, to check that out, uh, www.fullerbros.com. And under the Tire Life landing page, there is a host of information in there mm-hmm. uh, talking about all of the advantages and, and values that, that Tire Life brings to the fleet. Uh, but there's some video in there as well. SDS is in there. Uh, frequently asked questions, uh, quantity charts, uh, what we recommend uh, as far as the volume of our product that goes in, in, into each individual size. And I, I need to uh, kind of put a, uh, a little caveat to that each application is a little different. Mm. Okay. There's some generalizations, right? I mean, if you've got the same style of equipment, you've got the same uh, environment, they're, they're limestone guys and so forth, or whatever the commodity is, there's a lot of similarities, but there are some variables. I mean, I've personally been into quarries where you've got a four and a half mile, one way haul to the crusher compared to some that have a half a mile. Yeah uh, there's a, there's a lot of difference in the perf- in in the uh um what's being asked of the tires and the wheels right. in each the different application and then throw heat in there um you know the steel mill with a with a machine a loader digging slag pits uh the ambient temperature that that environment that that tire is is called to work on uh it's it's harrowing i mean it's the the it's unbelievable uh, watching a, a a pot drop with the slag over the wall, uh, it's like looking at the sun, Jared. Yeah, yeah. You know, two to three th- thousand, two thousand degrees, fifteen hundred degrees Fahrenheit, and 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 um, the tire, the loaders are in there, you know, digging <laughs> that out. So we've had cases where the standard quantity of of uh, of tire life. Um, protected the tire from oxidation, uh, protected the wheel from oxidation, but it had little effect on the cooling of the tire, um, which is another attribute of, of tire life. So we added more. Uh, we started off with 12 gallons per tire, and by the time we were done, we were up to 36 gallons wow. per tire. And that was the number that we needed to control what we wanted to control with that application.
0: With that application. Yeah, that's very interesting. I think the other thing we should probably uh, mention as well, like I see behind you, you've got that Tire Life in a box. And is that a Tire Life bag that's in front of it? I don't yeah. see brand on yeah, the front.
2: Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, hang on a sec, I'll grab that. Yeah, please. <clears throat> so this would be for the commercial application, Jared. This is a, a pre-packaged 20-ounce bag. Oh, okay. Okay. And this bag is a burst bag. Got to be kind of careful with it, so I don't get tire life all over me. But, <laughs> uh, well, and this is on our website too. There's some some pictures that show a young guy, um, Chris, throwing a bag into a tire. Mm-hmm. You mount the first bead. You let you place this in there. Mount the second bead up. Uh, air the tire up, and within you know one or two revolutions, the bag bursts and the products in the tire are doing its job.
0: Right. I see. Um, actually, I was going to ask about the commercial a- application as well. Is this standardized across the industry as well? Are, are most of the trucks you see going down the highway, do they have this in them or is it not as common as it would be in, let's say, a mining, you know, mining's and quarry and all that?
2: It's, it is a popular product um, in, in certain geographical areas, specifically mm-hmm. in the United States, uh, but it's not as broad-based as, as it once was. Um, in 1969, uh, John Fuller um, started doing business with Bandag Incorporated. And, and if you're not acquainted with Bandag, they started in Iowa. Bridgestone now owns them. Oh, okay. And, and they, you know, depending on which, which uh, uh, survey you look at, Bandag owns, shall we say, or controls or, or retreads up to 50% of commercial tires specifically in the United States. Mm-hmm. And that was John's first major customer. right? And, and so uh, back then it was, it was super popular also because it was bias ply tires compared to radial steel, radial constructed tires. Um, we have a lot of it going out to, to uh, um, some, some customers, some tire dealers that use it as for that balancing quality right. when they're out changing front tires on a semi truck in the field. Right. So they're at they're at a truck stop, they're at their yard, the truck trucking company's yard or whatever. They changed the tires, they put this in. Now the tire has that balancing quality. Uh, and the and the driver's really happen then too. The operator of the truck.
0: Does the um just going back to the applicant uh, uh the uh, like you have the bag and then behind you, you have a box. And now is that, is that a mix formula that you then put mixed with water and then dump in a, there's another picture of a, someone actually with a white bucket and they're dumping the water into what, what looks like a, a large, it's either a truck or a wheel loader tire.
2: Yeah. On the, on the website. Yeah. That's a, that's a, uh, a, a tire life is a finished product. Uh, so, whether it's in a twenty ounce bag or it's in a a, a three hundred and thirty gallon tote, the formulation other than that ambient um, caveat, the formula and the liquid is the same regardless of the packaging mm. okay and so so a lot of the truck the trucks in uh, in the service world for the tire guys with their crane trucks uh, they have tanks on them uh they're, they're non-pressurized tanks they're gravity fed uh they put the tire life product in the tank and they use um our six gallon pails quite often yeah. to uh to, to to meter out how much product they want and they simply pour it in the the body inside the tire um the other thing craig
0: just to, just to quickly touch on as we're getting towards the end of the interview um what about like sort of that safety is is it is there another app is there is there a use case for um, because that liquid's actually in the tire, is there any way for it to um, like, I saw some pictures of like corrosion along like the sidewalls and things like that. Um, Is there anything this sort of does liquid inside, is there any way for it to sort of notify the, the, the operators if there's any issues?
2: Oh, absolutely. Jared. And, and um, case in point, I, I, I was personally involved with this. We had a, uh, the, a, a wheel loader, a Caterpillar 994, uh, it was the right front tire that you know, 110, 115 PSI cold was its standard pressure for its operation, for its load. And it would drop down to 60, 70 PSI and it would just stay there. And and it would get aired back up by the, by the uh, fleet personnel. And it would, you know, over a couple of days, it would drop back down. Well, it got to be uh, a situation where something's wrong, right? I mean, a tire is not supposed to lose air and, and 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 that's not supposed to happen. And you're talking about, you know, big loads being suspended on the, on the end of the, in the bucket and so forth. So I, I'm out there, I'm looking at this thing and, 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 you know, myself and, and my, my partner, um, you know, what are we going to do? I mean, you can not like you can like a car tire. If you've got a leak, you can remove the tire and the wheel from the vehicle, air it up and dunk it into, into water and find the bubbles. Well, you're talking about a tire that's over 12 feet tall, four feet wide and, and, and weighs 12,500 pounds, just the tire. And you, you just can't do that. So uh, what we're looking for is we're looking for places on the tire that are um, are wet. They're showing moisture mm. and specifically with a slight green tint to it, which is the tire life. Right. And so I'm, I'm up and I'm observing and, 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 there's a picture of this as well. You got the hub and then you've got the, the, the portion of the wheelbase and the whole wheelbase was clean except about a three inch, uh, stripe about four feet long. And that limestone was stuck there and it was wet and lo and behold, it had a green tint to it, yeah, so we we, we kind of had a good idea we were ninety nine percent sure that was uh, our trouble spot once we got the tire off um, there's another picture there that that shows the inside of the wheel uh and what that was once we sent that wheel into a a, a wheel uh, manufacturer that can test it and and tell us what's going on. that particular weld had a small spot that had uh, it was faulty for, for Mm -hmm. no lack, for lack of a better word. And, and so it was allowing the air to, to migrate out that portion. Uh, You know, is there potential for catastrophic failure? Yes. Um, But it wasn't as dramatic as the tire uh, losing air pressure and over deflecting and overheating causing the tire to fail. So it was a a safety thing. Um, We actually would train the operators through, through uh tire and wheel safety training at the sites, typically annually, uh, I would have a bottle of, of tire life and we would tell them what we're doing and why we're doing it and to keep their eyes peeled for yeah. that product. And, and, and we had guys help us operators help us on their daily walk around the fleet pre-shift.
0: You know, it's uh, you know, one thing I appreciate you do, you did on this interview, Craig is, and I, and I try to encourage guests to do it and, um, You know, we just did a poll um, on our on our LinkedIn page It said, do you want do you want technical information, social issues or uh, leadership conversations Um, and technical information? I mean, it just and we just released a poll. We don't we don't shift. We just ask the question. We put all three answers there. And technical information absolutely obliterated everything else. <laughs> like, I mean, it wasn't even close. Yeah. Um, and so, I'm, I'm really, I, you know, thank you for coming on and actually walking us through, you know, the the commercialization, the commercial trucks, the load trucks, the you know, the haul trucks, all these things, um, and walking us through because it's. I know a lot of people use this show, uh, it's, it's a sales thing, but it's also a lot of people using it for technical information, trying to understand the sort of the in-depth version of you know, purchasing managers and people like that. So, so thanks for doing it. It was really good to have you on the show. And I hope, you know, I hope this is not you know, a one-time thing that you come back on and maybe we can highlight some of the other products on some of our other shows and things like that, um, but, yeah. but it was great to have you on.
2: Well, thank you very, very much. And uh, Jared, it was, it was an honor. Uh, you know, to have this opportunity to, uh, you know, I, I had to tell myself this morning and my, my wife, beautiful wife also told me, you know, don't ramble on because <laughs> I, I, can, <laughs> I get pretty passionate about, uh, about the tire industry. I've, I mean, I've, it's been my profession for, for four decades. And, and again, I'm, uh, I'm very passionate about the next generation, the guy, the folks coming behind me who are going to be in, in positions of influence that they have all the knowledge and all the understanding, you know, and, and our products enhance a good tire program. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a it's not a magic potion. Right. Uh, I mean, it's you, you have to have some fundamental things involved in your tire program, inspections and and uh, regular inspections and training and, and uh, understanding the, the particular operation and so forth. There's a lot of people out there that, uh, that do a great job with that. Fuller Brothers is just a part of that. Yeah. And, and for that, we're very thankful.
0: Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and we've, we've done other tire, you know, tire distributors on the show and, you know, they've talked about those programs and, uh, again, hopefully people that are watching the show of any generation are sort of, it helps them put it all together so that you know, it's, it's safer, it's more efficient, you know, less cost, all those types of things. It's great. Absolutely. To, thank you. Thank you, Craig, for coming on. Uh, we'll do a quick sign off, but, uh, hope to see you back soon. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeti. I'm back. You're back. <laughs> you were ready. I, I saw you out of the corner of my eye, like just <laughs> shuffling around been. trying yeah. to get ready as you saw that we were wrapping up. Um Gowdy, where can people go? Uh we're gonna have uh, websites for Fuller Brothers um yeah. up and, and easy to access but where can people go to like follow subscribe share and suggest us
1: all right well first off definitely subscribe to our youtube channel um so you don't miss a single episode of mining now crownsman energy crownsman egg the crownsman show am i missing one no I don't yeah
0: know. you're missing you're missing the ones we produce uh, change itself. Change itself.
1: Oh, <laughs> There's this long list. I-, I should have like a, a little list here. Um, yes, no, definitely. Uh, which change itself actually just uh, launched their third episode yesterday. So go check that out on their YouTube channel. And of course, follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, like share all those wonderful things. Um, and if you'd like to recommend someone to be on the show or you want to be on the show, uh, contact us, info at crownsman.com.
0: And watch out for this fall. Make sure to share the, uh, it out uh, with particular people as well because uh, we we are continuing on our partnership with CIM mm-hmm. and we will be having some pretty exciting guests coming on uh, this fall for uh, Mining Now. So, so Fabulous. we'll watch that show for that show specifically. Okay, thanks again, Craig. Thank you, Fuller Brothers. Thank you everybody for watching. We'll see you on the next episode of Mining Now.